Usain Bolt sprinting ahead, winning by daylight. Give it to him. Give it to him. Boom, shakalaka. Hello and welcome to Hotline Rings, the 42's Olympic podcast. Own Luke O'Callagh in here for Steve O'Rourke and I'll be joined on the line by Sinead O'Carroll, live from Rio. On today's show we'll be looking back at a shock opening defeat for Katie Taylor. We'll have a look ahead to Michael Conlon's fight this afternoon and also Rio's very own Jesse Owens, or so he claims. Going places where you don't belong Ever since I left the city you First of all, Sinead, let's relive the painful experience of watching our Katie crash out of Rio on her uh, after her opening fight. Her coach, Zaurantia, was outraged afterwards, saying that she won the fight. Um, did she? Should we be protesting more? Yeah, what a complete shock. Um, yesterday it was just a nightmare for it. Just This Olympics has been an absolute nightmare for the boxing team, and this just topped it off. Um, I was actually out with the with the sailing camp as it as it was happening, and even even the shock there and, and and Annalise's team kind of trying to make sure that she didn't hear the result before going out on the water, um, just because the Team Ireland were not expecting Katie to not come away with mm. with any medal. Um, I, I guess boxing is still a, a subjective sport in terms of results. The the Irish camp are very clear that they think that Katie won. She thought herself she was a little bit more tempered in her comments than, than her coaches were um she 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 did think that she had won the fight as well but as the judges are looking at it it was it, it went to the the finish girl yeah and i suppose the the refereeing and the judging in rio in the boxing has been questionable on a few occasions is this kind of an area that the rio olympics has fallen down on yeah i guess with people coming into a sport as well just dipping in every four years and I, I think we were, I was talking about this yesterday with Niall um, when you are looking at a subjective sport that doesn't have very um, tight rules it's, it's hard to justify then for people and I think that's the difficulty with boxing um, remember when figure skating used to be you'd score out of six and, and gymnastics the same you'd score out of ten and they needed to make it more mathematical they needed to make it more objective so they now have much more complicated scoring that goes into the 152.86 kind of things yeah. um, to ensure that you can justify why one person has, has won over the other. And I think um, when people come into a sport just every few years instead of watching it all the time, I think that's difficult for, for people to watch. And I, I don't know, maybe it's something um, that in terms of the Olympics would be better, but I'm not sure it it, it would change the, the, the boxing that much. Yeah, now, like... I suppose watching the fight yesterday, um, it was it was a very close fight. There's kind of no denying that. But watching Katie, she wasn't on her best form. If like if we're being honest about it, she like Katie four years ago, she, she was kind of defined by being so quick on her feet. Uh, fainting was a huge part of her fighting, but we didn't see much of that yesterday. Um, Pot Conan seemed to be able to connect with most punches. It, like is she is she off form? Like were we dismissing her losses a bit too easily before? Yeah, and she said herself that even though she thought she had won the race or the, won the fight, she should have been more convincing in it. So she did she did concede that she she wasn't convincing in the fight, and that and that is a shock as well for us to see. In London, people were talking about how she was the best boxer in the ring mm. over the entire competition and the entire field of men and women boxing. That's not what we saw, and I think the form that 
like obviously she had two losses this year and I think we had dismissed it and her coaches said as well you know class class is permanent and I think everyone had agreed on that and I think her losses doesn't change her record yeah um but I think yeah there there has been I thought I don't think we can deny that there has been a loss of form she she had never lost a boxing match and then and then loses two I think we probably maybe should have looked at that and and thought but I think we also presume that she'd fight back even harder because of those two losses but if the form's not there and as you said if the feet aren't quick if if the mental capacity isn't there it it, yeah it again just I think just everyone is just shocked by it yeah yeah I suppose it was kind of just green goggles um watching Katie kind of in the build-up to the Olympics kind of just hoping that she would bounce back as opposed to like the the results kind of suggesting that yeah and I think we talked before um on hotline rings about how Katie has pulled the entire sport up so you know she was she was the pinnacle of the sport um but but people had to had to get get to her level so I think she's done a huge amount in terms of the women who she's boxing have worked harder they've become better fighters because of her mm. so in some ways like she she she's kind of written her own her own downfall in terms of they had to get up to her level to make sure, and, and Pocknan did yesterday. Yeah, we're not sure. Like there is a little bit of that as well. She she pulled herself up the thirty five year old in terms of what she could do as well as Katie being off form. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think there was a, a photo started circulating afterwards of uh, Pot going and training a few weeks ago with the American team, and you could see Billy Walsh in the background. So, um, <laughs> I like I, yeah, Irish boxer might have shot itself in the foot a bit there. <laughs> Yeah, and like obviously there's been so much talk about about Billy Walsh as well, and um, Katie's dad is no longer in her corner, so she has had changes as well in the camp. And um, Niall spoke to a Finnish journalist uh, yesterday about this, and he said it wasn't; it was a shock, but not that much of a shock. Yeah. And she herself has said, you know, this isn't my best moment. My best moment is still to come. So yeah, we can't put it all down to a loss of form to Katie. There was another fighter in that ring who did incredibly well. Absolutely. Um, you you, just, you mentioned there that Pete Taylor obviously is not in her corner anymore. Do you think that had kind of more of an effect than we're really given credit for as well? Because like, I suppose Billy Walsh going and Pete Taylor. Pete Taylor's always been in her corner and I suppose the connection that her dad would have with her, was that losing that, was that a big thing for Katie, do you think? Yeah, she's played it down. She said that her preparation was great, that she felt great going into the fight. But I think two big changes like that matched with um losses that hadn't happened before and not being able to beat people that you have beaten easily before i i think that's more than a coincidence i think that there has to be some correlation there between the changes and and what's happening then um i'm sure it's something that she's tried to work to out to make sure that she did feel as comfortable as possible that she was as prepared as possible um but mentally that that didn't seem to to be the case Absolutely, yeah. Um, we'll have a as as hard as it was to watch her losing yesterday. It was nearly harder to watch her post fight interview. Um, we'll play a little piece here from what she said to Artie after the fight. No, it is very disappointing. Um, it's been a very very tough year. Um, suffered a you know a lot of losses this year, and it's very 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 hard to take. But the Olympics is a dream for me, and um, I you know I came in here. You know, prepared very well. I gave it my best shot, and it just didn't happen. Sometimes the plans, you know, having your heart aren't the same as God's plans. But I just have to thank everyone for all the support, the prayers. I'm so humbled by that, and um, you know, God, God is so great. It's such a privilege and an honour to be here, and I just have to thank everyone for the support.
So that was Katie Taylor speaking to RT after the fight yesterday, and obviously it had a huge effect on her. Um, but Sinead, I suppose Katie Taylor has still contributed an awful lot to women's boxing, as you mentioned there. Yeah, and to and to women's sport as a whole. Like remember the the crowds of people who came out to support her after London. Like her legacy is guaranteed. She is one of Ireland's great, like all time greats. Like her CV: six European Championships, five EU Championships, five World Championships, an Olympic gold medal. Like she's one of the most dominant boxers the game that has ever seen, male or female. So I think we need to remember that we have a huge amount of young girls boxing. We have a huge amount of young girls who have seen a woman on the podium at the Olympics. That does a huge amount for, for sport in Ireland. And I think Katie probably won't be thinking like that this morning. I think yeah. that RTE interview that we just heard, it was devastating. She was completely devastated by the result. But I think, yeah, her, her legacy is as one of Ireland's greats is completely guaranteed. Yeah, absolutely. I suppose, and that's part of sport as well. You can't you can't win the whole time. Um, moving on to what is now Ireland's last boxer in the Olympics, uh, Michael Conlon. He'll be fighting a Russian boxer, uh, Vladimir Nikitin, later on. What are his chances like today, Sinead? Yeah, so we didn't expect that we'd we'd be down to, to one with, <laughs> yeah. with with no medals at all in the <laughs> boxing ring. Um, I think we keep just kind of looking wide-eyed at each other in terms of the journalists here going, what yeah. what, what has happened here? Um, yeah, so Michael Collins out today, he, he was probably our biggest hope in terms of, of getting a gold medal. He After Katie, will of course. Be, <laughs> yeah, he will be completely... Like, I think he'd be more devastated if that's even possible than Katie if mm. it doesn't happen. Um, so he he's he's confident the, to face the Russian today. He said, um, "I'll I'll see you on on Tuesday." And um, yeah, three thirty p.m. Irish time. The two know each other very well. I would still put my money on on Michael Conlon. So, but again, as we've seen, anything can happen in that ring in Rio. Absolutely, they. I think they fought each other um a few years ago as well, just after Conlon moving up to uh the weight division, and um Nicotin bet him by unanimous unanimous decision. Um, like I suppose he he'd probably be in better shape to beat him now, would he? Yeah, I think so, and I think he said that again as well that he he is he's definitely um has has the has the beating of him and um he's a couple of years older older than Colin but I think Colin Colin is in the form of his life and um is is going into that fight as confident as he can be absolutely I think I um I read a piece that Niall wrote yesterday saying that Nick what Conlon said he said that he t- uh, Nick takes a lot of punches and he'll be there to give them to him so he'll, he'll be going in and I suppose being as aggressive as he can be into that fight yeah he did say he's actually delighted he's fighting him. So that's good, good fighting talk from, from yeah, Cannon. Absolutely. <laughs> and I suppose, like with Nikitin, he's Russian. If he does beat Conan, will we automatically question him for doping or like. Yeah, like, this I, is the problem with, with the Olympic decision to let the Russians in. And, and we've seen the Brazilian crowd have been very clear in, in what they wanted to have happened. We've, we've heard a lot of booing. Um, people aren't, aren't happy they're there. Um, I don't think it's a thing that the boxing um, camp are going to make a deal of. I, I can't see them, if anything goes right, I can't see them using that as an excuse. Yeah, yeah. Um, hopefully hopefully it will go right anyway. Um, yeah. You, you spoke there to the Brazilians booing and stuff. They were doing a bit of booing last night um, and at the pole vaulting competition. Um, I don't know if either of you were there, but I'm sure you've probably seen it. Um, Tiago Silva from Brazil won the men's pole vaulting last night. 
His French opponent, Renaud La Villani, said afterwards that he felt that he was subjected to the same kind of abuse that Jesse Owens was in 1936. What's the reaction to those bizarre comments been in Brazil? Yeah, it's, we weren't there last night, but we have seen the Brazilian crowds. They do like to do a bit of booing. It it kind of adds to the atmosphere sometimes because it's it's if there's such a thing as good-natured booing. Yeah. Um, like I was at the diving last week, and if they don't see high scores, they boo. Yeah. <laughs> but for for everybody, not just for their own team, mm. and they do when when there is when there is Brazilians in 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 races or in fights or or in games they do up up the ante in terms of of their cheers and the booze inter for against the other other side so as i said i didn't see it last night it is unusual for for some sports people la villainy wasn't used to it he said you know it was his olympic moment he didn't like the fact that the whole stadium was against him um booing him when he was when he was vaulting so um and i don't know if there's yeah there's definitely no correlation i don't think with with any kind of hostility that jesse owens would have felt in, in germany in 1936 yeah, no, well, I suppose it's and, kinda, sorry yeah no go on no go on no um yeah no i'm just thinking like he's in brazil up against a brazilian athlete like there's there's no way he can compare that to jesse owens and i know he's he has apologized since for the comments but he's still getting a lot of criticism for them because it's just such a bizarre comparison to make yeah, because I think when people talk about Jesse Owens in, in Germany in 1936, it, the, 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 the inference is for about racism and obviously there was mm. there was none of that in the booing as i said like it's it's probably not a pleasant feeling but i a lot of what what the brazilians are doing is creating atmosphere and it is definitely more good-natured um than any real hostility towards towards the athletes absolutely yeah and it was just just a bizarre story that came from last night um we'll move on to the sailing now and you've been spending a lot of time with Annalise Murphy's family the uh the medal race yesterday was put off first due to a lack of wind and then due to it being too windy if it's postponed <laughs> again today what happens then if it's postponed again today she the medal the con, con, the standings at the moment um is is what will decide the podium so she will actually get a bronze medal um if the race doesn't go ahead today i would imagine it will it's a little bit windier already in rio today um so yesterday was absolutely bizarre it was completely dead in terms of in terms of wind and breeze for the entire morning yeah um so we knew it was going to be delayed from from getting up we knew that we weren't going to have a, a five a five past one start as the as the minutes ticked on the wind wasn't picking up everyone was getting text messages we were getting information from people who were a little bit further away saying okay the breeze is coming in 30 minutes and that was just before four o'clock that breeze we went from zero to 12 knots in about 10 seconds it was <laughs> it was genuinely like divine intervention i was saying if any we've heard so many athletes put their performances down to god and jesus yeah. over <laughs> the last few days and i think this is would have been the only time i would have believed an athlete <laughs> if they had said it um but yeah so it it and then it it literally got too windy there was a lot of a lot of talk in the cab that it would have been a brilliant race if they had let them do it the top 10 girls in the world going out there in in a heavy breeze would have been absolutely brilliant to watch it's a shorter race the medal race that they had said it it would have been great great to watch it but we were losing light as well and so that could have been a factor it was for safety reasons and the the seed did get choppier um within minutes of them cancelling it so um yeah we we won't know what 
we won't know who could have who could have won that. Obviously, Annalise is known for for being good in the breeze, um, but she has changed a lot over over the last few years. She has um, become a lot more lighter, so that she could race well in Rio. Right. Um. So she is happier. Um. Across different conditions, so um, some people at home probably think that that would have been perfect for her, but she is happy in in less breezy conditions now as well. So I suppose in in terms of if today is put off again, she will be automatically given a bronze. She would she'd rather obviously go out into the medal race, would she? Yeah, I think I think all the girls would would prefer to go out and 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 have the medal race. Obviously, I th- I think. She she definitely still deserves that bronze. It's, it wouldn't be coming easily. She's raced ten races and been consistently consistent across all ten. Yeah. It's one of the like after watching um, sailing for the week. It's one of the hardest won medals in the entire Olympics. They have to do so much to even get into that medal race, and it's still not guaranteed podium position. So yeah, she has definitely done enough to to earn that bronze medal position. But she'd also like to go in the race to see if there is any possibility of that silver. Gold's a bit more of a long shot, but I think I think she would like a, a shot at that at that silver medal as well. How ambitious is a silver? Like, does she have a good chance of reaching it? Yeah, so she, she the Belgium Evie van Acker is 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 who is currently for fourth. She's her she's her big rival. That's mm. that's the one she needs to to worry about the most. But if if things work out in terms of uh, finishing ahead of um, the Danish Anne Marie Rindum, which is possible if if things go well for Murphy today and, and she and she goes fast, um, she can definitely take Rindum. So it's yeah, I I wouldn't rule out the silver just yet. Brilliant, brilliant. Well, I suppose with all the heartbreak we've gotten from the boxers, it's nice to be looking at another possible medal in uh, in the sailing. Um, and obviously you've been spending a lot of time with her family. How are they finding the whole experience? Yeah, so yesterday was a was a bizarre bizarre day in terms of, um, you know, there was a lot of nerves in the morning. There was a lot of preparation. Um, and then to kind of go and have to sit around for a good few hours um, and then... There was kind of elation when when the wind picked up and we were going to get the race and they were going to know by the end of the day what Annalise um, had had done. So it was a bit deflating. There was and then there was also a scramble to change flights. Um, Finn Annalise's brother is due due back for work, um, but but had to rejig some flights and and so did uh, Annalise's training partners Zara Winter who's over from New Zealand. Um, to help her out here so yeah there was also the the practical sca- scramble of having to to rejig some things right right but they, they, they managed to hold on for the medal race today they're holding on yeah i don't think there's there's any uh possibility that they'd miss annalise i think that the whole family have it's been a family effort over the last four years to to get her back here and to get her um in a position that she's fighting again for a medal and i think the devastation of of london coming forth there's only a few people i think in the world know the devastation of coming forth in the olympics and yeah. to actually come back and be in contention again is is a great story no matter what happens today to to be able to do that in two olympic cycles is is an extremely impressive oh absolutely and our family have been doing a lot from rio they've been running her social media accounts keeping everybody in the loop and pretty pretty much given the sailing great coverage from rio um they're like their own little media team out there they are they're 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 excellent at it because sailing's not the easiest sport in the world to watch Um, you genuinely don't know what's going on a lot of the time <laughs> you, you need binoculars you need a tracker you need um to know um where where 
sometimes the boats go out so far right or so far left you're not sure if they're off course or if they're doing something very clever tactically yeah um so finn and, and claudine um, her brother and sister keep the social media going and, and they've been great so if anyone's watching the race today it's 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 really good to have that on your phone as you're doing it it kind of keeps you in the loop and you do learn a lot from the two of them as well they're very good at um distilling sailing down into digestible chunks instead for beginners so yeah it is it is a handy resource and, and they're great absolutely they, they could be on uh panels for analysis for tokyo 2020 maybe yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yeah well that's all for hotline rings today Um tune in tomorrow when we'll have reaction to conlon's fight and we'll finally have the end of annalise murphy's sailing thanks to sinead o'carroll for joining us from rio i've been on luke and this has been hotline rings Give it to him! Boom! Shot!